Hey, good morning. Wednesday morning. I hope you are, uh, all the, the few hours you've been up have been off to a good start. I hope, uh, you know, it's going to be another, it's going to be a warm day today, I believe. I think it may turn, I think it's supposed to be a 70 at some point. It may snow tomorrow. Who knows? It's Mississippi, so just get ready for the ride, no matter what happens here um, with our weather. So it's good to, good to be with you again today as we study Scripture together, as we read God's Word and reflect upon it and, and, and ponder what it means for us in the living of our life on this day and every day. Uh, I'll include this link in the description here and on the email and the text. I want to just remind you where I'm getting our daily text from. I'm using the um, daily lectionary from the Book of Common Prayer. Um, I use a website. I use I use I use my actual physical Book of Common Prayer, and then I use a website as well that gives some good information. I'll include a link to that website. I've shared with you before. It's on our Rooted in Christ page on the church website, but I'll include that with you as well, so you can see the full um, list of readings for each day. Because you'll hear me say, "Well, in this reading it says this. This reading it says this." So there's always four read. There's always uh, Old Testament, a New Testament, a Gospel, and a Psalm suggested. And so when I'm reading, I just kind of whatever reading really speaks to me the most in that day is kind of what I what I focus on in that moment. So um, today, the gospel lesson really really spoke to me because it, 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 it kind of, remember I said yesterday, when you see something in scripture um, a couple times, that's God's way of saying pay attention. Today's scripture kind of echoed something we saw recently in the gospel. Um, so I want to read to you from, Ma- from Mark uh, 10, verses 13 through 16, where it says this, People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never receive it. Then he took them into his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Um, so that's the You've heard the story before, Jesus blessing the little children. Um, a couple of a couple of things that um, stood out to me when I when I when I read through this, and then I think a deeper point we can understand about this. Um, first, it says, um, "Notice what notice what it said. Notice the contrasting way the reaction of the disciples and of Jesus is described." In verse thirteen, um, people bring the children. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. So people bring these kids to Jesus to be touched, to be, um, and it, it, I don't know why um, they want to be touched by Jesus. It could be healing, but it doesn't necessarily seem to indicate that there was a need for healing because Scripture is clear that, um, I mean, there are many children healed by Jesus in Scripture. So this doesn't appear to be a healing. Uh, this just a t- appears to be just a, a general blessing or receiving are welcoming. So, like I said, it doesn't appear to be a healing thing. So they bring these children to Jesus, and um, the disciples basically say, y'all get out of here. You know, the disciples speak very, just as they speak sternly to them. Um, they discourage them. They basically tell them to get out of there. So they, they tell them to leave. And notice Jesus' response to the disciples then. Jesus says, um, when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. That's an interesting you know, I, I I think sometimes we get the wrong image of Jesus in Scripture. Um, you know, we, we, we sometimes see Jesus as, there's this great quote by 
by by Philip Yancey in his book, uh, The Jesus I Never Knew, where he says, we have trimmed the claws of the Lion of Judah. And um, I, I think we sometimes um, project upon Jesus what Scripture doesn't make him out to be. I mean, you ever think about Jesus being indignant? I'm indignant sometimes. <laughs> you know, I think many of us may be indignant sometimes. But do you ever think about Jesus being indignant? He was here. Why was he being indignant? What was it that made him indignant and just frustrated with the disciples? They were not welcoming children. They were not welcoming in these children. But and by the way, why did that make? Why why might that make him indignant? Let's go back to Mark chapter nine. In my Bible. 20 verses earlier. I mean, this doesn't, this is a different chapter from the previous story, but it's the same teaching event. There's nothing, um, well, no, I, he, he's, I'm sorry, it's a different teaching event, different teaching event. Um, he, in chapter 10, he leaves and goes to a different place. But this seems to be in the same time period. This doesn't appear to be two different, two different, he didn't, okay. In Mark 9, he says this. This is Mark um, 36. Mark 9, 36. They took the little child, put it amongst amongst them, and said, take it in his arms, and said, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, who welcomes me welcomes one who sent me. Okay. So, in Mark 9, he says, if you welcome a child, you welcome me. What happens in 10, 13? They run off the children. <laughs> they get out of here, kids. He's like, so I think Jesus is indignant, not just because they don't see the worth in the child, the children that they are discouraging, but are they even paying attention to him? Are they even listening to Jesus? I mean, he just told you yesterday, basically, but this probably was the day of separation. He just told you yesterday, if you welcome a kid, you welcome me. And he says, and then they start running off kids. I was like, "Come on, guys! Are you are you even trying? <laughs> are you are you even listening? Do you hear the words coming out of my mouth? Are you even paying attention to what I'm saying?" So Jesus gets indignant. He gets frustrated. And so, I think sometimes we were we we project upon Jesus this um, generic blandness. This safety, this unfeeling, zen-like lack of emotion. Sometimes, when you look at Scripture, that's not the, that's not what Scripture tells. Who Scripture tells us Jesus is. He told the disciples a chapter before, "If you want to be great, you got to be like a kid. You got to welcome these children." So. A day later, they get a chance to put into play what Jesus told them, and they don't do it. So not only, not only are they not welcoming the people Jesus said to welcome, who they felt like had no real worth, it doesn't even appear as though they're paying attention to Jesus. So what does he do? He models for them again what they're supposed to do. 
welcome this child. I know you think this child doesn't have any worth. I know you think this child is of no great value. I know you think these children aren't particularly important. But unless you receive the kingdom like them, unless you receive the kingdom as they do, you're not going to enter in. Jesus saw the worth in these children who in that culture and context were seen as little more than property. And he insisted that his disciples do the same. And they didn't always get it. So one of the one of the comforting things to me about this whole episode is this. You know what Jesus also didn't do at this time? He didn't give up on the, give up on the disciples. He didn't say, okay, I'm done with y'all. I'm done with y'all. Y'all are not paying attention. Start Y'all are all fired. I'm starting over. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. So it's comforting to me that even though Jesus must have just gotten frustrated with the disciples' inability to get the point he was saying, even when he literally modeled it in front of their face twice, he still taught them and loved them, encouraged them, and saw them for who they could be. We were talking yesterday in the office about one of the best words of wisdom that I was ever given by a pastor. First pastor I ever worked with. Uh, Brother, Brother Tommy Mays at Concord Baptist Church in Pelahatchie, Mississippi. Brother Tommy told me once, said, Andy, our job is to meet the people where they are and help them to get to where they need to be. That's always stuck with me. Jesus doesn't disregard us for our weaknesses. He doesn't cast us out because we did it wrong. He doesn't give up on us because we failed. He keeps loving us, calling us, and encouraging us. And so today, know this. No matter where you are in your life, Jesus has not given up on you. He's not. You may feel like he has, but he hasn't. So keep working. Keep trying. If you fail, get up, dust, dust, get the, dust, the, dust the dust off of you, and keep walking. Because Jesus hasn't given up on you. He ain't given up on them. He won't give up on us. So today, you don't give up on yourself either. I hadn't given up on you. You don't give up on you. Love you guys. Praying for you. Uh, join us tonight for Bible study as we um, finish our last uh, study on evangelism. We're going to talk tonight about James and how our works can show our faith and our evangelism. So I hope you can join us tonight um, on our church website for our online Bible study. Um, love you guys. Praying for you. Have a great Tuesday. Have a great Wednesday. See you tomorrow morning.